the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. read to you Colossians verses 3 through 5. And Paul says, and this is Paul writing down the dictation of the Spirit, he says, in him all the treasures, in him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God, and all the riches of spiritual knowledge and enlightenment are stored up and lie hidden. I say this in order that no one may be misled or delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. For though I am away from you in body, yet I am with you in spirit, delighted at the sight of your standing shoulder to shoulder in such orderly array and firmness and the solid front and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That leaning of your entire human personality on Him in absolute trust and confidence in His power, wisdom, and goodness. You know, sometime this week I'm sure you looked out at your circumstances and the things that confronted you. Maybe there was no confrontation. Maybe it was just in the mundane of life that you looked out and you said, you know, I'm not sure how I'm going to go on. I'm not sure how I'm going to face this issue. I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with this problem. I'm not sure what life is going to bring for me here. I don't know how I'm going to face it. Well, as Christians, we'll find ourselves quite often living in the awareness of our weakness and our failure. But it has a purpose. It has a purpose, and it is to bring us into the reality that a Christian never needs to ask how. We never need to ask how, because the answer is within us. You see, you believe that God put you upon the planet. You believe that God saved you. And unfortunately, the subtle lie that many Christians embrace is that they're on the planet to receive Him and endure through His help till He comes again, and then the real reward will be in heaven. That's not life. Survival. That's not what He called us to. It's not the truth. You know what it is? Heresy. It's a distortion of the truth. The bottom line is this. 
that the difficulties that you encountered in this life were allowed by God. I didn't say He caused them. I said He allowed them. And He allowed them for this specific purpose. That you might enter into the richness, the fullness, the completeness of His Son, Christ Jesus. That you might embrace that life within you that is within you to answer and meet all the difficulties and trials and problems that life presents. You don't know what to do with those things. And let me tell you something, you're not supposed to beyond Yielding your life to Him. Are you weak? Good. Grace is strength. Are you confused? Good. Embrace His wisdom. Are you in need? Good. Embrace that He is your provision. Do you feel life has left you? Good. Embrace His life. There's a reason why you feel the way you feel. And the enemy wants to tell you it's because you're hopeless. I'm telling you that to the degree that you think life is failing you is to the degree you have a capacity for the glory of God to receive all that He is, to embrace the truth of His life. You may not know what to do with it, But it is there so that you can move from self-awareness to Christ-awareness. And that's what Jesus is doing, moving us from self-awareness to Christ-awareness. But you know, heresy tells us we need to be more aware of ourselves, doesn't it? We need to know more about how to correct ourselves. We need to know more about what God will do for us in order for us to correct ourselves. But it's all man-centered, isn't it? Self-centered instead of Christ-centered. God actually wants us to move from being aware of His presence to living in the intimate reality of His presence. Not a passive recognition, but a love relationship. Heresy will always make our relationship with Christ conditional. It's dependent on man to maintain And then Paul makes it clear in in verse 3 that we just read. He said, we know God through the person of Christ. It is in Him that we possess the treasures of knowing. Now, I want you to see that what he's talking about here is intimacy. So let's go back to verse 2 of Colossians chapter 2 and listen to while I read. He's saying, for my concern is that their hearts be braced comforted, cheered, and encouraged, he's talking about the Colossians, as they are knit together in love, that they may come to have all abounding wealth and blessing of assured conviction of understanding, that they may become progressively more intimately acquainted with and know more definitely and accurately and thoroughly the mystic secret of God which is Christ now when he says that word progressive I want you to understand that what he's talking about is a relationship how we progressively come to know him is through a relationship when you are married to someone hopefully you're growing in your knowing of that individual Hopefully you're getting closer to them. Time should enhance the relationship. Unfortunately, many people, that doesn't work because they become more self-centered as they grow older. But the reality is, 
that marriage is supposed to be a picture of our relationship with Christ and that intimacy is supposed to grow. It's supposed to grow because of the ups and downs of life where we cling to one another, where we find strength in one another, where we continually reckon upon one another and the hardships and the difficulties of life. And many married couples, those who have the proper perspective, could give such a testimony. But if we don't see our relationship is progressive, the honeymoon was the best there was of it, and it's done. And we're just enduring, aren't we? We were called to a progressively more intimate relationship with Him. Well, how does that work? Well, it's not about how many times you come to church. It's not about how much you read in the Word of God. It's not about how much Scripture you memorize or how much evangelism you've done. That is not a progressive work. That is the fruit of a progressive work. A progressive work is this. It is me, day in and day out, moment by moment, yielding myself and interacting with the life that is in me. That's a progressive work. I don't know Jesus for yesterday. I don't know Jesus for tomorrow. I know Jesus for today. He is the answer for what I am facing in this moment. He is the fullness of life for me right now. And as I yield to that life, I am growing in my knowing and in my intimacy with Him. I am sharing each moment with Him. Just like you do in a a human relationship, you grow by the time that you invest yourself into the other person. Well, Christ has called us to a progressively more intimate relationship with Him. Now, this is important. This is not about you becoming a holy roller. This is not about you becoming some great spiritual individuals per se. What this is about is about you acting naturally as a Christian. Because that's what the Christian life is. It's His life. That's what we're called to. And the heresy is that we're called to knowledge. Or that we're called to works. Or that we're called to try to discipline this this human being into something holy. No, we're not. The fruit of holiness is consecration unto Him. It's consecration unto Him. But Paul says, this is what I desire for you. And then in verse 3, we just read, he says to them, In Him all the treasures of divine wisdom, comprehensive insight. He's saying, I want this for you, and let me tell you where it's at. It's in Him. Where do I find wisdom? I'm not talking about wisdom as far as whether I buy the red car or the white car. I'm not talking about wisdom as to whether or not I take this job or that job. I'm talking about wisdom which is God Himself that guards and guides your heart. That's what I'm talking about. He says in Him is that wisdom. In Him is all the knowledge that you need. In Him is all of the comprehensive understanding. Everything that you need to know about God is in Jesus. Now, why is Paul making that statement? Because the heretics are saying, everything you need to know about God is in this book. Everything you need to know about God is in this mystical understanding. And Paul is very clear. Everything you need to know about God is in the person of Christ Himself. And you don't know that by reading about Him. You know that by living life with Him and through Him. 
As I have said many times, you know that Christ has love to love an enemy when you choose to love an enemy. But you've got to have an enemy first, don't you? You know that Christ is your provision when you have no other source and He provides. But you've got to want something first, don't you? You know that Christ is your healing when you, when you have laid it all before Him and nothing works and He brings healing into your life. But you've got to have something to be healed, don't you? Well, you see how that works? All of those needs are, are brought on by what? Life. And where are they all met? In Christ. In Him. In the person of Christ. See, it just goes so far beyond a Sunday school understanding or a Bible study or even a church service. It goes to the intimate walk that we were designed to have with Him. Recognizing Him as the source of all things. That song we just sang, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know why so many people are seeking and not finding? They're looking for the wrong thing. You see, as a Christian, you were designed to seek Him and find all life through and in Him, not in this world. But instead, so many Christians seek Him in order to get life through this world, don't they? I do. I have. I've done it. And I'll probably do it again, but I know one thing. It doesn't diminish the truth of the answer. I won't find it in this world. I'll only find it in Him. And you know, that's a neat thing. We complain about it, but it's our protection. It's our water wings. (laughs) That it doesn't matter what we pursue, apart from Christ, it'll hold no life for us. It'll hold no answer. Paul says, I know the secret of living life with confidence and hope. It's in the person of Christ. Well, some may say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not sure I know how to deal with the issues of life. Well, you know why? Because you want an answer rather than a person. The issue is that Christ, the person of Christ, is the answer to all of the issues of life. And you know what? He allowed the question so that you would know the answer. That's the cool thing. Is that Romans 8.28 assures us that we're going to know the answer. The good of every circumstance is being worked out. In the person of Christ is the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose. In the person of Christ is the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose. And many of us are saying, well, I wish I knew what the purpose was. I wish I knew what God's plan is. It's Jesus. Well, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's going to happen there. No, you don't, but I can tell you what the purpose is. It's Jesus. Well, I'm going to go through cancer. I've got to go through chemotherapy. How do you say Jesus is the purpose in that? I'm telling you there's no other way to know life and chemo without Jesus. Well, you make it sound so simple. Simplicity is the truth of our Savior. Complexity is the devil's lie. Whenever I try to add Jesus plus anything, I come out with the wrong answer. Jesus plus anything is heresy. Paul was determined to preach the truth of this to them, that they may understand it, that they would find it, that they could not be moved no matter what they knew or didn't know as long as Christ was their focus, as long as Christ was their desire. 
He didn't tell them the answer was in the documents or even in Scripture. You know, there's not much written in Scripture about marriage, is there? When you consider the complexity and all the problems of marriage, there's really not that much written in there, is there? There's not much written in there on child rearing, is there? I mean, Dobson's done quite a bit of its work and study on that, but, you know, there's not that much in there. There's not a whole lot in Scripture concerning financial crisis, or divorce for that matter. Why is that? Because the answer is a person. It's Jesus. Listen, I've said this to most of you many times. I watched a lot of Dobson, and I love Dobson. I read a lot of Dobson's work. But you know I came to the conclusion that I couldn't raise my children like Dobson. Has anybody else in this room come to that conclusion? You know, I've listened to a lot of what Bill Gothard says, and it sounds wonderful, and it's good stuff, and he's done a lot of study, but I came to the conclusion that I can't live life like Bill Gothard. Has anybody else come to that conclusion? The reality of this is that there is only one answer in every issue of your life. You know what? There's only one answer to raising my children. It's Jesus. Because I don't know what to do. Can I be honest? The girl's crying over in the corner. I don't know what to say to her. Father, you come. Because that cry is for you. The boy is being rebellious. He's determined in his own way. I don't know how to curb that. Father, you come and show him a better way. I have a husband that won't love me. Father, you come and be love. I have a wife that won't honor me. Father, you come and be in her all that is needed to show her what the husband is supposed to be about. You be revelation. You be balance. You be stability. Oh, no, no. It's not that simple. You can't lay all that off on the Lord. You know, we have responsibilities. Good. You go on and try every one of them. And let me know how that goes for you. There's only one who consistently loved. There was only one who never took offense, though he had every reason to. There's only one who was, who was continually loving and giving, honoring to his father and never led off in rebellion and was tempted in every way known to man. There's only one. Who was that? Jesus. Now he put all of that, that life that overcame all of the issues of this world, he put within you so that he could help you study about it. No. So that he could implement the truth through a yielded soul. The heretics would tell you that you don't know enough. Knowledge is the answer. In our relationship with Christ, the purpose for all that we live through is fulfilled in Him. He is the reward of life. You say, well, my life is pretty empty. Well, you haven't discovered the reward of it. It's Jesus. Verse 4 says, I say this, that it's in Him. I say this, in order that no one may mislead you or delude you by plausible and persuasive and attractive arguments and beguiling speech. I say this, that's, it's in Him. So, so that you may not be deluded. Now that, that word there, delude, the Greek phrase there is pretty interesting. It's actually a combination of two words. And one of them says, 
to be aside of, which is not to be in or to be on, but to be aside of logic, the truth. It means to be aside of the truth, to add to the truth. To delude is to add to the truth. That's what they were doing. Paul's very clear. They're trying to add to Jesus. And Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Well, does that sound wrong? It's the truth. You can't add to it. It's declared all through Scripture. Don't you dare try to add. He is enough. He is it all. What he's saying is if you will keep your focus upon the Lord, you keep your focus on the truth, and don't let anybody add to that truth. You, you embrace Him, and you don't need to worry about all the gibberish that's being passed around. You don't need to worry about the heresy. The answer to deception is truth, isn't it? And the Scripture says you shall know the truth, capital T, And the truth, capital T, speaking of the person of Christ, shall set you free. If you refuse to know the capital T, that is the truth, Jesus, well then what's the opposite of freedom? Bondage. Then what have you chosen? Deception. Now listen, I want you to think about this before you argue with me. Don't argue with me now, you can argue with me later. But the reality is, is a Christian is only deceived when he wants to be. Do you hear me? A Christian is only deceived when he wants to be. You have to look away from Jesus to be deceived. You cannot be focused upon Him and be yielded to Him and fall into deception without His guidance and leadership. Let me tell you something. He may allow you to believe a little of something here and believe a little of something there, but don't think He brought it on. It was you fitting your religion with whatever it took to accommodate what you wanted to believe. He didn't bring it in. He'll allow you to fall on it, trip over it, hurt yourself with it, until you discover, you know what, that doesn't work. I, I, don't t- I can tell you in my own personal life, I've taught a lot of things. I go back and listen to some of my tapes and I think, ooh, did I say that? I hope there are not many of these out there. We're all growing in the revelation of Christ. But that's why I'm determined to preach Jesus and Him only. Because anything else will lead to a distortion and a deception. Keeping Him as our focus. I was reminded that we went, two weeks ago we went to the coast and the undertow was unbelievable. And we were out there playing and I noticed every time we took our eyes off of where we were, we were out there playing, we found ourselves way down the ways. I mean, the camp was over here and we were way down there. And finally it occurred to me, if I'm going to stay where I need to stay, I'm going to have to literally push against the drag. And I'm going to have to keep my focus on the camp. Well, here's the thing. As long as I was in the water, there was a drag. As long as you're in this world, there will be a desire to deceive and pull you away from truth. And it will distract you. How will it distract you? Sickness, financial crisis, relationships that have gone south. How will it distract you? Well, things that the world say demand your attention. That's how it will distract you. And if you take your focus off the Lord and look for an answer out here, you're going to find that you're going to drift. 
the neat thing is it's unlike the beach. We had, we had to literally wade our way back to where the camp was. But unlike the beach, all I've got to do is turn to Him. And when I turn to Him, I'm immediately in the center of where I need to be. That's all I've got to do. That's why I know that there's nobody in here, no matter how old or how young, nobody in here, no matter what your baggage is or where you've come from, nobody in here, no matter what your past may say to you, you can be in the center of what God would have you be in His will. All you need to do is turn put your eyes upon Him. You can have the intimate relationship that He desires for you to participate in. All you need to do is turn and put your focus upon Him. But it doesn't get done any other way. And you know what? You're not going to get so spiritual that that stops. But here's the good part. I don't want you to see this as just a constant struggle. What's that old song? uh, Tempted and tried, we're often made wonder how it should be this all the day long. Farther along, we'll know all about it. Listen, there's not a word of victory in that. I like the old song. But it's wrong. Okay? Listen. It's not just turning and being delivered out of your circumstances. It's not just turning and being delivered of guilt. It's not just turning and and receiving healing. It's turning and receiving Him. It's turning and knowing Him. Thank you for joining Pastor Todd Granger for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life moment by moment and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. If you'd like to know more, visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And you're invited to join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If you would like to help support this ministry, send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. And finally, this coming week, our hope is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you. And remember, wherever you go, whatever you do, the hope of glory is Christ in you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.